Hello there, lovers. <laughs> Welcome to Facebook Live. I want to talk about how to change your life today. Step by step. Ooh, baby. Okay, so this is really what I do for a living as a life coach. And the interesting thing is we talk about changing our lives and it seems like this big, um, like mystical, I don't know, thing. Maybe this is just because of my background as a yoga teacher, but a lot of times people think that the way to change your life has to happen in like one transcendent moment, that you see the truth about the universe in a moment of enlightenment and your life is forever changed and you become a totally different person. And I think that that's totally possible. I'm not discounting that that happens for people, but I don't think it's the most reliable method to changing your life. And I know that when I was a yoga teacher, it was, that was a very unpopular opinion. Uh, I was a meditation teacher as well, primarily. And a lot of people really did want to hear that meditation and yoga was going to help them change their life all at once in like a big rush of awakening. They were going to see the nature of reality and it was all going to be different. So yes, that totally happens for some people. They write a book about it and... <laughs> It's amazing for them, like it's great. But I think for the average person, we think about changing our lives and it just seems like something that's so impossible or so big and it's gonna be so overwhelming that your brain freaks out and you never actually get started with it. So I'm gonna tell you the secret to everything right now, step-by-step, step, how to change your life. I shared this with my Facebook friends the other day, and I've gotten a lot of feedback on it, and I thought it was really fun. So I want to share it with you, especially for those of you who are trying to change your life by changing your relationship. So if you're having like a difficult time in your marriage or your long-term relationship right now, a lot of times the idea is that if only they would do better, if only they would love me more, if only they would show me more affection, then I could feel good and my life would be better. And it's not true. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how to actually change your life. If you are serious, this is every single step. There are not many steps. The first step is to pick something that you want to change. And this could be like, maybe there's a negative habit you have, or not even negative, but just a habit you have that's negatively impacting you. So maybe, you know, you're eating foods that don't feel good in your body, or you're eating foods that make you feel tired or get you to a place with your body image that you do not love. Maybe you're drinking alcohol or watching too much Netflix or on your phone all the time. Whatever the habit is, maybe you want to change that habit. Sometimes it's not about changing a negative habit. It's about developing a habit you think would have a positive impact on your health or well-being. Maybe you want to start getting up early, doing yoga, doing a workout on a regular basis. So the very first step to changing your life is to pick one thing that you want to change because you believe it's going to have a positive impact on your life. And I say one thing because what often happens for people is they want to pick five things. They're like, well, I could, you know, stop drinking alcohol, but I think I should stop drinking alcohol, stop eating, 
this category of food and get up at 5 a.m. and go to the gym seven days a week. They want to do a whole life overhaul in one fell swoop. And although, again, there are people who can, who can do that and do that fully, most of us need to just work on one thing at a time. And I always suggest to my clients when I'm coaching them, let's pick one thing. So you pick one thing and you commit to that one thing. Commit to it for a certain period of time, or maybe you're going to commit to it for the rest of your life. And then watch your brain go bananas. <laughs> this is normal. I want to like really stress that when your brain goes crazy, <laughs> this is totally normal. You pick one thing and your brain's going to come up with creative excuses. Like, well, I can't stop drinking because I have that birthday party coming up. Oh, I can't stop eating sugar because, you know, we're going away on vacation next month. Mm, I would cut back on checking my phone 10 times a day, but there's something going on at work and I really need to like be in touch more often. Your brain is very smart. It's going to come up with a lot of creative excuses, especially as you start to plan out how you're going to make these changes. So what you're going to need to do in this second step is you watch the brain come up with all the good excuses, and then you are going to come up with a action plan for each and every excuse. Maybe you're going to go to the birthday party and you're only going to allow yourself one drink, if that's what you chose. Maybe you are going to go on vacation and not eat dessert. Like I'm just going to opt out of dessert. Or instead of having dessert every night, I'm going to go for a walk every night. Maybe I'm going to turn my phone off or leave it at work and just check emails. I get one 30-minute time in the day to check my emails to keep in touch with work. So you're going to want to get really creative as a response to all of the excuses and obstacles your brain comes up with about why it's never going to happen and you're never going to change. The next step, which is so important, is learning how to do thought work. <laughs> Seriously, you guys, willpower can only take you so far. Like people do really well with like a new way of eating or going to the gym for about 10 seconds. And then they just run out of willpower. It all becomes overwhelming. And the thing is every single time you quit on yourself, you just reinforce to your brain this message that you're never going to change. It's so poisonous to your well-being and to the future attempts that you're going to make if you don't actually commit and follow through. So this is why thought work is so important. I know a lot of people are like, oh, life coaching, thought work, blah, blah, blah. If you don't learn how to manage the core thoughts and beliefs that you have been carrying around with you that have gotten you into the habits you don't like or have kept you from developing the habits you want to have, it's just a matter of time before you're going to feel like slipping back into those old patterns and behaviors. You need to address the fundamental thing. I was also an acupuncturist. And one of the things that would often happen for people is they would come to me to like work on something like their sleep. And what I would always do is take a holistic picture of their life. They would say like, can't you just give me acupuncture to help me sleep? Why are you asking me how many coffees I drink a day? 
It's like, well, because coffee affects your sleep. So if you're drinking six cups of coffee a day and you have insomnia, I can do acupuncture till the cows come home. I can do herbs till the cows come home. But until we address the fundamental thing, the root cause of this issue, it's never going to change. And thought work is exactly that. It's addressing whatever the root cause is. And thought work in this way, like some people compare it to like therapy and counseling. It's, it's different because what we're doing is not going back and repeating the past or rehashing the past so much as figuring out what your assumptions are about yourself, what your core beliefs are about yourself. We don't necessarily need to like go back 10 years and figure out why you have those core assumptions. Sometimes it's helpful, but really it's about noticing what they are, being honest with them, noticing the feelings that you're trying to avoid by running your life this way and noticing how to process those things instead, figuring out how to process through, stop avoiding, stop buffering, all of that stuff. So thought work is very key to doing this. Life coaches do exactly that. We teach you how to see the blind spots, how to process the feelings that you're avoiding and how to actually make the changes that you desperately want. And a lot of that is learning how to embrace some discomfort because big change does not necessarily feel good. I know it's not uh, what anybody wants to hear, but it's people always are like, well, it's not feeling right. I'm not in the flow state. This should be easy. It should be the path of least resistance. The path of least resistance for most people is the status quo. It takes tremendous resistance um, it, or it takes tremendous willingness to change, to process, to feel in order to make incredible changes. So that is a very important step. Learning how to do this with a coach or learning how to do it on your own, it's huge. It's really, really big. And then finally, you apply that thought work either with your coach or doing self-coaching on your own and you stay committed to the one thing you picked until it's fully integrated into your life. So until working out is really just as easy of a habit to get into as staying in bed till nine o'clock in the morning, you don't pick another thing. You don't layer more on. You don't overwhelm yourself and you don't give your brain any more excuses to give up. You just keep doing the thing. I noticed this today. I just did a workout a little while ago and I had kind of missed my morning time slot because... There had been some wrenches in the plan today. And I was like, I'm not going to miss my workout. I'm so committed to doing it. I, two years ago, 100%, I would have just scrapped the whole thing and not done it. But I'm like, nope, I'm just going to rework a couple things on my calendar. I'm going to spend some time working a little later than I normally would tonight so that I can get this workout in because it's very important to me. It's benefiting my life and I'm committed to doing it. That is a point for myself that I know that this has just become part of my life. This is who I am now. I am a person who does workouts. <laughs> Six months ago, I was not a person who did workouts. So it's awesome. But you don't add anything new until it gets to that point. Now, I want to be actually really clear about this. It does not mean that the thing you pick is not hard to do. So it doesn't mean that I go through my workout and I'm like, oh, it's so easy. No, I'm sweating. 
I'm working hard. I want to give up half the time, but I'm used to that happening. I'm used to that feeling. I know that that's okay. I know that I'm going to survive. I know that I'm going to get through it. It's totally fine. And that is where, I, where it's become automatic. Like I don't consider quitting in the middle of it. That's when you know it's really become more like more habitual than something I have to think about and fight with myself with about at all. So I don't dread those things anymore. That's when it becomes a habit. Then the next step to changing your life is when you've got that one thing sorted out, it's part of your routine, you pick the next thing and you go through the entire process again. It's really that simple. And yet it's very challenging because it never ends. There's no point where you're like, whew, finally, I can stop working for change. I can stop transforming now. All done. I promise you this process, if you do it, will change your life piece by piece. And the more changes you achieve, the more habits you integrate into your life, the more things you thought were impossible that you prove yourself, prove to yourself that you can do over and over and over again, it's like confidence on high. Like you just feel so good about yourself. You want to do the next thing. You're like, okay, let's up the ante. What's the next thing I'm going to do? So that's where I'm at today. That's what I'm thinking about the next change I want to make. Getting a little scared and nervous about some of the possibilities of what I might want to do but I'm so committed to making these positive changes. And I think as a coach, it's actually really important that I am just as much in this journey as all of you. So if you are listening to this and you're like, oh, I think I could maybe do that. I think I could do that with my relationship. I think I could do that with my health. I think I could do that with my career or my business. I actually really want to make these changes. These are the steps. I hope you'll go for it. And my literal job is to help you make these changes. So if you want to reach out to me, I have opened up three spots for April to join my six-month coaching program. This is very customized. I create this for um, each client individually, and I only open up spots when I have them. So at this moment, what are we, where it's April 9th, 10th? 10th. I have three spots. I just opened them up today. And all you need to do to learn more about that is send me a quick direct message and we can hop on the phone. I can tell you a little bit more about that. Six months is like the average for a big transformation to happen. But I, um, some people who I've been working with for years on project after project, it's so fascinating to watch what our brains do when we're faced with this. But if you want someone to actually walk you through that process, hold you accountable and teach you the skills to move forward, even in the face of doubt, fear, confusion, overwhelm, I'm an expert. I've gone through it personally. I go through it with my clients every day. So just reach out, send me a quick direct message and I will tell you more about that. Otherwise, oh, and if you're listening to this as a podcast later, you can head over to the link in the show notes to request a consultation and we can chat then as well. Uh, it's at revitalizeyourrelationship.com slash consultation. Okay. 
have fun changing your life. Let me know if you need my help. Take care.